Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back. Talking Knicks, player profile and projections. Today we're talking about a real treat. Unfortunately, we might not get to taste too much of this treat this year. We're going to talk about the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis. We went back and forth about doing this, but he's our dude. And I think even if he comes back for 10 games this season, it's something we're probably going to want to talk about. And at least as Knicks fans, we're going to want to hope about. So I am joined by Gregory and Kenneth Poon, my brothers from another mother, and boys... Kristaps Porzingis, let's let's just talk about it. We probably think he wins MVP next year, but and this year, <laughs> there's, there's a chance this year. No, I mean let's and and this time I am gonna talk toss it to Greggy first because we were live um, when it happened. We we saw Porzingis get hurt. Uh, there's a. We can, maybe we'll go back and get the clip, but you can basically feel Greg and my soul, my soul and Greg's soul, leave our bodies <laughs> as the big man went down. Uh, as what essentially was the end of a lot of Knicks fan seasons, because at least you had Zinger. The team was starting to lose a lot, but he was doing some really special things. I mean, Greggy, just just talk me through Zinger a little bit of last year and. I, I guess just where your head's at on the big man. I mean, everybody, every Knicks fan loves Porzingis. Um, just he, the way he was carrying that team at the beginning of the season, when when you when you get the Knicks hopes up again, starting fourteen and ten for the third straight year, and you're like, wow, we don't even have Melo. This guy's just carrying the team, and he was he was just going for thirty pretty regularly, and uh, you you could see that wow, this this is the type of guy who could be the the franchise player of a good basketball team and you know he was dunking on people he was hitting threes he was hitting open shots he was posting people up I mean he you saw that he had some work to do which uh that's another bad part about the injuries that he he doesn't get to do that work but you know he's got a lot of room to grow but he's already very very good so um I think he's gonna come back strong love the guy there you go Kenneth yeah, and you know, you see, you see that he's in the gym all the time. They have a lot of, uh, I don't know, so- social media manager or something is always um, posting videos of him putting in work. So you like to see that. Um, like Craig said last year, he really did some very special things. He was the leading scorer on the team with, uh, I think, twenty-two points. Uh, he was averaging two, about two and a half blocks. He was leading the the NBA in blocks when he got injured. Um, all, all while shooting, I think. 39.5% from three, something in that area. Yeah, 39.5% from three. So, like, he truly is a special player. And because there's, he's a 7 3 guy who's able to do all of this stuff that, you know, is not, you're not used to seeing from a guy his size. You're not even typically used to seeing a guy his size in the NBA. He's the tallest guy in the NBA, I'm pretty sure. Um, him or Boban. Uh, but, like, 
it's just kind of ridiculous the stuff that he's able to do and you know the athleticism that he has at that height um, and the way that he's able to move at that height. Um, so like you said, his his injury really kind of put the end on the next season last year when we thought, yeah, like the playoffs are out. He's, we're not going to make it. I think the hope is this year that, you know, maybe he comes back. And I, I said on the on the offseason recap, that would be the best case scenario is that he comes back and just plays a few minutes just to get confident playing in game situations on his knee. And that way he can go into offseason and be like, okay, I know I can do this. Um, I know I've, I've played in games and I, I've tested my knee and I'm, I'm confident in it. And uh, I think that's just the hope for this year. Yeah, I, I think any, any format where Porzingis is on the court this year, Knicks fans are going to be stoked. Um, and I, I, I call me crazy, call me maybe, but I, I think this guy sees the court this year. Is, I mean, is that just too blind and optimistic? But I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, he got hurt in what, early February last year? February 6th. February like I folded 6th, up for you. If, so, if, we're, if we're being exact. So, yeah, and I mean, is so it, it'll be really interesting with the rehab and how it's going. So I pulled up Jabari Parker. He got injured on February 8th, and he came back on February 2nd of the next year. And then Zach Levine got injured on February 3rd and came back on january 13th the next year so what's the deal with february <laughs> um but yeah i mean see but the one thing about porzingis they said is that uh there's not much uh there's no protocol for a seven one seven three guy tearing their acl so they're taking a, a, a potentially different approach so we'll see how it goes but uh, you know Hopefully he'll be back. I think he should be back, even if he only plays our, uh, plays a few games. That's that's more than nothing. And looking at uh, I just randomly pulled up a a website with a bunch of NBA players and their recovery times from ACL injuries, and uh, don't know how accurate it is, but uh, I'm just gonna go down kind of the list of a few of them. Jabari Parker was ten months. Um, Danilo Gallinari was 20 months, but that was partially because he was injured in April. Um, so a year for him would have been right around the end of the year. Um, and then you guys have Lou Williams and Ricky Rubio, who are both guards, were out for nine months. Uh, Derek Rose, when he got injured in 2012, he was out for 16 months. So it's really looking like the the shortest one on here is seven months for J.J. Hickson in 2014. And then the longest one is uh, Gallinari with 20 months. So, you know, it's, it's looking between around the nine to 14 months uh, time span in a, in a normal situation, um, not including the Danilo Gallinari uh, with the 20 months. But it, so it looks like it is, it is possible that, uh, that Chris Stapps will get back out there. But like Greg said, it's kind of uncharted territory with his size and, you know, the tension that he puts on his joints just based fully on uh, the leverage and the length of his limbs. But like I said, I think I, I think for the Knicks, they're not really going to be playing for much, and they're going to be able to take it very slowly with him. Like I said, I would like to see him on the court, though, just to, to build up some confidence in his knee in game action before going into the offseason. Yeah, it just, it just seems like – and I, I get it. And I, I think you bringing up Boban is kind of huge, Ken, because we, we do forget this – 
The guy's nickname is the Unicorn, but we forget why. He's 7'3". He moves like a small forward when the only other 7'3 guy in the league, <laughs> A, kind of looks like an alien, but B, moves like the oldest school of centers that you can imagine. Uh, they're going to be careful with him, but, I, I mean, I believe in youth, which he's got that. He's 23. And, I mean, the medicine and rehab just keeps getting better and better. Um, I mean, in, in my head, you picture, I'm picturing him being ready to play 12 months out. They bring it back super conservatively, but man, I, I really think if he could get 10, 15 games with Knox and Frank at the end of the year, I mean, I think that just gets you so much more excited for the next season, which I know isn't necessarily the Knicks management job, but Hey, it could help that free agent class if they see Kristaps Porzingis back out there banging, blocking shots, hitting threes. Knox has developed. Frank has developed. And that's our game plan right now. The Knicks have been open with it. We're going to have one more good draft pick this year, and then it's going to be signed in free agent. So I I don't know. I I kind of need to see this guy on the court. And yeah. I, I maybe it's just yeah. mental stability as a Knicks fan, but – yeah, and last year, as when he got injured, the Knicks proceeded to to finish the season six and twenty one, and included in that six and twenty one span was uh, in the first fourteen games after he got hurt, they went one and thirteen, which is bad, real bad. Yeah, and like like both of you, I want to see him out there. It, I just don't want them to rush him out there, and I, I have to imagine the Knicks know how important of a piece that, that he is, and they're going to be extra cautious with him, particularly knowing that we're not playing for anything. So if he's out there, it's great. If he's not out there, I have to imagine it's because he's not ready, which is the better thing to do for the team if he's not ready. Yeah, and I'll, 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 tr- I'll try to wind it down with a, a slightly positive spin. Uh, Chris Stapp's numbers per month last year, uh, he, he came out super hot, so October kind of spiked it. But his points per game went down last year, and a lot of people talked about the size of his body and the build. And, we, I mean, we talked about his, obviously, the injury, and he can't be playing basketball. But this is a really good opportunity for him to work on his upper body, his core, and kind of become, you know, if the Knicks are going to be right, whether it's next year, two years, whenever it is, Ideally, Chris Stapps is the five. He, he can be a dynamic, just mismatch nightmare for any team. So, hey, you know, we're, we're seeing the videos of him in the weight room. Hopefully, maybe this is a good time for him to bulk up and, and get big, dog. And another thing I want to add that's, you know, not I, – I think it's kind of a, a little bit of a positive thing, but it might sound a little more negative. In the worst-case scenario – he is not super reliant on athleticism because he's 7'3". He's able to just shoot over defenses and block shots. Um, so in the worst-case scenario where he doesn't you know, heal back to 100% of the player that he was, he's still going to be a very, very good player. I like it. Greg, anything? Knicks need Porzingis to be good. Um, Hot take. So hopefully he'll be back. Yeah, and I again we we were a little hesitant, but we I don't know maybe in the back of my head we we needed to talk about the big man to 
to stable ourselves down after it's the talking, about, in the room. talking about Luke Cornett's and Ron Baker's and, I mean, Moutier, who ranked almost last in a lot of stats last year. Uh, I, it, would, it would just feel huge for the organization if this guy could come back. And I, uh, I, I, I hope we see it. I, I, I think I, I would rarely speak for Knicks Nation, but we, we really hope to see this guy next year. So on that note, for Kenny and Greg, thank you for listening to Talking Knicks. We've been banging out the PPPs. If you've been listening, thank you very much. Uh, if you haven't, give them a, give them a shot. Uh, you can Netflix, bang through them, and you'll have the full scouting report on the Knicks team going into the season. Leave us a five-star review. We appreciate you guys. Let's go Knicks. Mixtape.